Hi, everybody. Welcome to Colts Overtime, our podcast here on Colts.com and the Colts Audio Network. I'm Matt Taylor, joined by the former Colts coach Rick Venturi, offensive lineman Joe Wrights. The NFL draft first round-wise is in the books literally moments ago and making sense of what happened in the first round of the draft, specifically at the top end with the Colts picking fourth overall, selecting Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. Uh, We're coming to you from the Colts indoor facility right after the Colts uh, season ticket holder draft party. It was a fun night, really fun around 845. Joe, your reaction, and then Rick will get to you as well. Just your initial thoughts, initial reaction when you saw it was Richardson indeed coming to the Colts just excitement excitement for what he could bring to this franchise and just the ceiling you know he we talked earlier he has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft and so after Young went and then Stroud and then when Houston traded back up to number three to get Anderson the Colts had their chance to pick their guy and they got Richardson and had a lot of conviction on him and I'm just really excited to see what the future is for this franchise. We talk about Shane Steichen, what he did with Jalen Hurts in Philly, kind of the new NFL coach, the, the Saturday afternoon offense combined with the Sunday concepts, and truly Richardson's unique blend and just his elite traits has you hoping and dreaming as a Colts fan that he'll be a guy that will be able to lead this franchise for the next decade plus. Yeah, I, you know, I, I had a gut feeling, I really did, um, that – they really liked Richardson. I, I just felt it. I, you know, in talking to them, nobody ever ranked them for me. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that uh, that from the, almost the very beginning, uh, they they really felt good about him. And my first thought is that Richardson truly redefines cold football. I mean, this it, and we can't expect too much out of him. I don't mean he de- redefines right. it tomorrow. Yep. I mean, there's going to be a developmental process, but. What Steichen, the message he has sent to everyone, is this is the style we're going to be. You know, we are going to combine the elements of the NCAA that complement this quarterback, Richardson. You're going to see a running-centric offense, which will actually – With the quarterback. With the quarterback, a quarterback running-centric offense. Yeah. You're going to see designer runs, not just zone reads. You're also going to make it better for Jonathan Taylor. Because no question. You're going to be able to, with the zone read game, you actually run versus lighter boxes. So I, th- I think you, you pick up bonuses there. You know, And then the, the challenge that they achieved with Hurts – the challenge here is how you can implement a few basic NFL passing concepts. It's not going to be a thousand like a Bill Walsh. You're not going to be that team. But what Philadelphia has been able to do is combine that NCAA philosophy with a some basic NFL passing concepts, particularly the vertical game with those good outside receivers. And, I mean, that's the direction you're going to go. That's where you're going to see it. Uh, I'm excited because I think basically what we've ended up with is the high ceiling, as Joe said. Okay, if you're going to shoot, you know, shoot for the moon, you may hit the stars. Okay, mm-hmm. and and you and you brought in a guy with a wow quality. I like I like the idea of a wow quality. I was never, I, I'm not taking anything away from Stroud, but he never wowed me ever. He was smooth and all those things. The young kid from Alabama did give me the wow factor. Mm-hmm. Richardson gives me the wow factor. And that, you know what? It excites me. So it should excite everyone. No yeah, question. We, we talked about this on the on the radio show, but again, just 
the athletic traits and the measurements, they're just going to blow you out of the water. I mean, the combine testing results, the 40-yard dash, the vertical, the relative athletic score, all best numbers in the history of the combine as it relates to quarterbacks, topping that of Cam Newton. When you talk about what he can be and resembling that of Jalen Hurts with Shane Steichen in a Philadelphia type of offense from last year, what does he do well, accentuating the offense around him and building, because they've said no matter who we pick, we're not going to come in and run our stuff. We're going to tailor the offense around the quarterback. quarterback. So what are his strengths that the Colts can capitalize on? Well, the two things that he does best at this time, he is a terrific runner. Not not good, not above average. He's terrific. 6'4", rushing in the Southeast Conference. I mean, this guy can take it all the way. So you're going to see a Offense that is designed for quarterback runs, zone reads, quarterback powers, counters, all the things that you saw. You saw Hertz walk in against us from the six-yard line to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And he heaves the ball well. He throws the ball deep. So he's kind of right now a run and heave thrower. So that's going to be a part, a big part of the system. And now what Coach Turner has to do is work on the accuracy and, and Cooter and those guys – have to incorporate now the NFL system of throwing intermediate routes, blitz control, things like that. Those are the aspects he has to grow with. And and when you think about the Colts over really the last four years since Andrew Luck retired, what have they been lacking? Explosive plays on offense, scoring points on offense. So now you're going to have explosive plays with your legs, Mm -hmm. not only for Richardson, but it's going to really open things up for Jonathan Taylor because you have another rush lane in there. And then all of a sudden teams are going to, we're going to bring a safety down and play an eighth guy in the box. And now you're going to get those one-on-one coverage where we get some speed and we get separation. Receivers win one-on-one and we can throw it over your head. The downfield passing game is going to expand because of the ability to Richardson to run the ball. And I think that's just what's exciting to see what Shane and Jim Bob and this staff can do with him. And I think to Coach's point, it's a good one. He's not going to come in and light the world on fire probably day one. But Chris Ballard said it, you know, in his draft prep. We draft him for what we think he can be. And then, Coach, your point, it's exciting. It's a Colts drafted Peyton Manning 25 years ago, quarter century, and it was – Great quarterback play from him and Andrew Luck and won a lot of games, but that was your traditional in-the-pocket passer. It's a new era, a new exciting era of Colts football that I think Colts fans are going to get on board with and be excited about. And, and you go back to the college resume, and his resume doesn't look like some of the other guys because he only did have the one year as a starting quarterback with the 13 games and the 53% completion percentage. Now, I think, Rick, you've done a great job of compartmentalizing that and giving some context as to – why that number wasn't like a Will Levis or a Bryce Young in terms of completion percentage in the college game. But how confident are you that he can obviously raise that number but then also adapt and thrive in a more sophisticated offense under Shane Steichen? Well, I I think that the the reason I have the most confidence, and it was one of the reasons that from the very beginning, I was in favor of the Shane Steichen hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even though I didn't know him, but I knew the resume. I knew how he worked with the quarterback. I knew how they improved Jalen. And then to add guys like Cooter and Turner to the staff, I have a lot of confidence that they will gradually bring these deficiencies up. And they will, they will, they will utilize the assets immediately. And then I think over time they will work – 
to improve the uh, the liabilities at this point. And because of the uniqueness of his athletic ability and really being a quarterback that the NFL's never seen in terms of pure athletic ability, you could argue Lamar Jackson, but isn't as yeah. you know big and, and maybe as strong. He's not going to have to be the most accurate passer in the world to have a lot of production because he's going to be able to do different things with his legs and run the ball and present a different challenge for defensive coordinators that not a lot of quarterbacks can do right now in the NFL. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, the uh, highest drafted Colts quarterback since Andrew Luck in, in 2012. Um, you guys both kind of hinted at it a little bit. Joe, what's your confidence level that Richardson can be able to handle all that comes with being drafted in the top five and being, I mean, whether he likes it or not, a guy that the Colts are going to market. And so he's going to have to handle a lot of stuff on the field and off the field. What's your confidence level primarily on the field that he's going to be able to come in, grasp things quickly and be in a position at least to contend for the starting quarterback. And I think you have Minshew there and you got a bridge quarterback if you need it for a certain time. who has been in that system, but reality is he's not yet 21 years old. And, you know, for me, if you're Richardson, you just got to live at the facility. You got to eat, breathe, sleep football, watch as much tape as you can, all the workouts, all the extra means with the coaches, just so you can continue to get better and ascend as quick as you can. And then to the other point, it's managing expectations and kind of life off the field because the reality is there's a hundred different things that go into being a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's not just all the the on-the-field stuff, and so that's where you know it'll be important for him to just stay as focused and on task as he can um, to be able to get as good as he can as quick as he can. I think of three things. I I think that Colts, when they did their due diligence, I mean, they spent hours and hours and days with all of these guys. And so I know they came away. I know know Chris – is really big on work ethic. Yeah. So there's no doubt in my mind he wouldn't be here mm-hmm. if he hadn't had You're that. You're not drafting a guy no, unless he, you have confidence the, he can he handle doesn't, it all. Colt, yeah. He doesn't do it. And that's what the Colts wanted. They wanted the guy that was most obsessed right. with football, that was big on the intangibles. I think, I think number one there, I think number two, understand this. This offense is going to be built around what he does. Forget what you've seen before. So that's going to be an advantage to him. And then the other thing, and I always laugh about this, and I, you know, and it's good news, bad news. It's good news because the draft has gotten so big that even old guys like me have a job. Okay, <laughs> but the irony of it is, a week from now when we start some minicamp, ain't nobody gonna ever talk about the draft again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's over, and immediately well, you come in here and you go to work. Yeah, that's the thing. Once you go to work and you get task oriented, all this other noise is gone, and yeah. you just play football. I mean, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves, and I understand that. But you just brought up minicamp, like OTAs continue. How do you at least How do you handle Richardson at the very beginning? Do you throw him in with the ones just to see what he has and what he can handle? Or do you gradually build him that, and then if you have to pull him back to the twos, you can do that too? What I think you probably do is play him with the twos, and what you probably do is have a package that he plays with the ones. Yeah, you know, it might be it might be a red zone. Yeah, you know, because that's where you utilize the quarter, but that's where. Hertz becomes the twelfth guy. Right. It might be a red zone package that okay today we're working on a red zone. All right, you have it, Jalen. But know, but if yeah. you're Jim, Bob, and Shane, and you're building this offense for the future, you're building around Richardson. Even yeah. if Minshew is your your QB one yeah. on day one of the yeah. opener, that he's the one out there playing. It's the concepts and it's what we're building as an offense around yeah. Richardson exactly. on what he can be. Exactly. All right, last thing on Richardson before we set up the rest of the draft for the Colts starting on Friday, day two in the second round. For you, Joe, what what are you most looking forward to in finding more out about 
when it comes to Anthony Richardson, both as a player and a person. Yeah, I just think watching him as he continues to, you know, ascend to a leadership position, because, again, you're naturally a leader when you're a quarterback in, in the NFL. And I think when you get into the games, watch him in training camp is one thing, but, you know, you have OTA speed, then training camp, then the preseason and regular season. So, really, the, the preseason is going to be super exciting for him mm-hmm. because it's going to be his first live game action, you know, unless they do a joint scrimmage, you know, with another team during camp. Yeah, my biggest thing is, my biggest, if if, if I have to make a critique on him, is I don't think he's pinpoint accurate in the in, in the in the second layer of the defense. I don't think, I, I mean, I think he's around it. I don't think he's, you know, right there where he should be. So what I'm going to be doing is watching that development. Because yeah. that, that, when you talk about ceiling, that's where he's got to get. I mean, he's, you know, he, he, he's not going to get the ceiling if all he does is do what he did at Florida. In yeah. other words, the rest of it has to fill in. All right, lastly, as we wrap up, taking a look after what happened after the Colts at four, surprised that there I mean there were three quarterbacks taken in the first four picks but that was it as far as quarterbacks we didn't see a fourth Will Levis slid out of the first round your surprise on that and any other big picture takeaways you had on the draft uh, after the Colts were done at four near the top yeah Levis was a surprise he didn't go in the First round, I would expect him to go very early on the second. Maybe a team trades up for him. But if you're the Colts, it's exciting. You know, not nearly as much as the first round. But you got the fourth pick tomorrow, and you got all day to sleep on it, think about it, entertain trade scenarios. And for me, I'm really looking at three positions: cornerback, which I think is a definite need after the trade of Gilmore, wide receiver, and edge rusher. And there were some good guys at all those positions that came off the board, but there's still a lot of quality players available. So Indeed. be uh, excited to see what the Colts do on day two with the fourth pick coming up uh, tonight. Well, actually, I, you that's know, right. It is tonight. <laughs> it is tonight. I mean, normally um, normally you, you teams that have multiple picks do very well. Um, give it to the Texans. They gave up a lot, but they, you know, they really revamped their team with a quarterback and a, and a really great defensive player. Knockout Philadelphia. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they fell into it. I mean, they get Carter who drops. Smith. They get Smith at the end. I mean, you get two dynamic. Def- yeah. I mean, I'm talking about game-changing defenders. So, yeah, Levis is a surprise. He won't be around long. Somebody will get him. Um, uh, I think, without question, in my grading, there is going to be a good receiver or a good corner here at 35 tomorrow. Yeah. There really is. My edge rushers are a little bit more third-round guys, but I have uh, – there's no doubt. Guys like Hyatt and some of these guys that are out there and a couple of the corners, uh, Turner, Ringo, those kind of guys are going to be there. And those are – you know, particularly corners, a huge need. Yep. I don't know that and we could walk out of that second round without a corner. And, and when you think about wide receiver, too, getting a young guy to pair with a new quarterback, we talked yeah. about how since he kind of built their team. Do, I would you, think do you prioritize that more not just because necessarily. of that? Not necessarily. I mean, I think corners a bigger maybe need, but I would think that if, if, if I'm a betting man and you had to say what position are we going to take, I'd say wide receiver or corner because you know there's going to be quality players there. It's just mm-hmm. who do they have the Colts ranked higher on their board. Indeed. Rick Venturi, Joe Wrights, gentlemen, thank you for the podcast. Great insight on this, but all night long on radio. You guys are awesome. It's yeah. a great time. It's like Colts round as table always. Live all we're right. Really fun. We'll, yeah. keep, we'll hit it again tomorrow. Indeed. Busy night here at the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center. The Colts draft Anthony Richardson, and we'll have more breakdown of him tomorrow on The Last Word with our draft coverage starting at 6.30 and then pick-by-pick analysis starting at 7 tomorrow night on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan that can also be streamed 
on Colts.com and the Colts mobile app. For Rick and Joe, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening to Overtime. The Colts get a quarterback, Anthony Richardson, out of Florida. We'll talk more about that tomorrow on the Colts Audio Network. So long. Good night. Good night.